You guys good? Yep. Got First Peter 1, 3 through 9? Yep. All right. Ready to record? It's recording. Okay. Ready or not? Hi, everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church. We're glad you've joined us. My name is John Rainis, and at the table with me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. And, of course, we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-9. through 9. Before we read the passage, let's pray together, and we encourage you to pray wherever you're at. Pastor Ben, would you open us in prayer? Sure thing. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we are grateful that we can uh, just open your word, hear your truth, and be encouraged. So Lord, I pray that we would hold fast to your truth and that we would allow it to define our experience. So Lord, uh, we trust you in faith today uh, to let your truth change and shape our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, in this passage, we see that we have a great inheritance. And so let's read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In this passage, I noted that in verse 6, it says, a little while to suffer. And so I thought I'd start us off with a, a question. Have you ever had the feeling that something was lasting forever and you couldn't wait for it to be over? Yes. Um, when I was pregnant with my kids, that lasted years and years and years, it felt like. <laughs> what a great example. We remember how sick you were. Yes, it was awful. The last <laughs> they were worth it, but it was awful. <laughs> As a child, it seemed like Christmas would never, ever come. I would just wait and wait and wait. And my birthday was at right after Christmas. So I was waiting on two things for a long time. When I was in basic training for the Army, that went on forever. Even though it lasted only eight weeks, the boot camp, uh, it would seem like the fact that you're on call 168 hours a week for eight weeks, it was... Uh, it was excruciating, especially since I was away from my new wife, and I was, and uh, we were, uh, we were expecting a kid, and uh, so, you know, that was just really tough. Yeah, 
I remember uh, in college, I was like looking for, you know, I was a young Christian man uh, looking for my wife. You know, I was like, okay, Lord, when are you going to bring someone into my life? And uh, is it going to last forever and ever and ever and ever? And now I'm married and it's lasting forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Good things are worth waiting for. <laughs> I think of just car trips when we've gone on, like the other month we went to Ohio because my daughter had a basketball tournament and listening to kids in the car saying, <laughs> are we there yet? Are we there yet? 10 minutes later, are we there yet? And it seems to last forever to them. And it's Interesting to me in this passage that verse 6 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief. Mm -hmm. And the difficulties we go through are little, but the joy that this passage talks about, the hope that this passage talks about, um, that's eternal. And Ben, you had said that this passage is especially encouraging to you. Do you want to share about that a little bit? Sure. You know, I. The hard thing is, is that uh, a lot of times we get our perspective kind of switched around. Uh, a friend of mine, he made the point when he looked at a tombstone, he said, you know, there's two dates on that tombstone, when you're born, when you die. And in between those two dates is a little dash. And that dash is the sum whole of your life. Uh, that's all you get. Um, this life is just a little blip on the radar. In fact, I can remember a children's director uh, that we have at our church who had a rope analogy about, you know, our life is this rope with this, this thing that extends on for eternity. And we have just this little portion that we live here on earth. And so, you know, I, when I read passages like this, it, it helps me reprioritize my current situation in light of my eternal situation. And that gives me a lot of hope to know that there's an inheritance waiting for me uh, at the end of this suffering, at the end of this hardship. Um, that gives me hope. And, and I like living there a lot more than seeing our Corona, <laughs> our Corona conclaves or cloistering. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't look at it in that light. I look at it as in God is eternal. My life is eternal. And that's where my treasure is. That's good. What is the difference in this passage between the living hope we have in verse three it says that we've been given a new birth into a living hope. And how is that different than worldly hope? I think the world is hoping that this pandemic will end. Um, and so are we, but we know even if we would pass away from it, we have an eternal hope that we're going to be with Jesus for the rest of eternity. Um, and so our hope is a lot different, the same as when you're at a funeral and um, if it's not a Christian funeral, such mourning that takes place. But a Christian funeral is more of a celebration because you know that person is going to have such a better life than they've had here on this earth. And that leads into my next question. It talks about an inheritance in verse four that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And what is the inheritance that we have as Christians? I mean, when you hear that the Bible talk about an inheritance, what, what do you look forward to? 
uh, verse 9 says, the goal of your faith. The goal of our faith is salvation of our souls, and that's eternity with Christ. And, uh, and so I, I believe that that's what that refers to. The, uh, the way, this is put, way Peter puts this together is just masterful, I think. He starts with praise. The first word is praise. And then again, in the middle of this portion of this passage, he says praise again. Um, and he begins with praise, and then he says this is why you should praise the Lord. And it goes on, and then the goal of that praise is the salvation of our souls. I mean, the ultimate reason for that praise is the salvation of our souls. We praise God for what we have to look forward to. And, and I think you're right. The, the goal is to be with Jesus. I love uh, the verse where it says in verse 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Peter, obviously, he got to see the Lord. He knew the Lord, and he had met Jesus and been with him for years. But I think that's the rest of us. We haven't seen Jesus with our eyes, um, but we love him and we believe in him today. Our hearts are filled with his joy today, and we look forward to the day when we do get to meet him and see him with our own eyes and see him face to face. Verse 7 is interesting. It says, in verse 7, these have come, in other words, trials and sufferings have come, so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, perishes though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor. There's that praise, glory, and honor that Jim was talking about. But it says our faith is proved genuine. How is, how is faith, how is our Christian faith proved genuine in life? When I was working in a foundry, one of my many jobs I had in my lifetime, I worked in a foundry and I poured steel. And uh, when I went back to the, the place where they were heating this stuff up, it had to, had to heat up to like 1,800 degrees. And if it got down to 1,300 degrees, it was too cool to be poured. I mean, that's how hot this thing got. But what they'd have, they'd have a guy back there and he'd comp- continually rake the, the junk off the top. Um, they they'd throw in raw pieces of iron, you know, scrap iron and stuff like that. They'd melt it down, and then the, the garbage would float to the top, and it would continually be cleaned off and cleaned off and pulled off. And, uh, and uh, then that, the more that was pulled off, the purer that gold or that, that steel was. And so I think that's what that, that is referring to, that we, uh, with, it, with it, the refinement that takes place as we go through difficult times. And the good news is that difficulty, the sufferings, the trials we go through, they're short in comparison to eternity, to the hope we have of eternal life with Jesus Christ in heaven. And so today we want to encourage people to cheer up. You have a great inheritance in heaven. And that means that today you should see your current situation in light of your eternal situation. As Ben said and encouraged all of us to see our current situation, what we're going through individually and even as a society in light of our eternal situation. So cheer up today. We've got a great inheritance. God bless.